Welcome to the Prodigal and the Priest podcast, a podcast about faith, sports, and two friends from different cultures. Here are your hosts, Joey Scansella and Father Paul Bechter. Oh boy. All right. Back in the house. All right. Back in the saddle. All right. <laughs> yeah, we're back. We're back, baby. Been a long time. Every time I see people, they're like, podcast coming back? Are you guys finally done? I'm like, wait, is that hoping that we're finally done? Or are they excited that we're back? What do you think? I never hear people say that. <laughs> it's hardly ever. Remember when we looked up the metrics and we were actually astounded by how many people listened to this? <laughs> yeah. And then and we I was saw... like, hmm. <laughs> And then yeah. we saw the steep decline in listeners <laughs> after we took our... Uh, Took our hiatus for the summer. Well, you know, my my younger brother was saying that he used to watch slash listen, treat it as listening on YouTube. And because we used to record it, you know, but then that was a little struggle for us. Video recording and doing this and both doing our full time jobs. It's fine for me that we get paid. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's weird. That's kind of crazy. I would set up the stand sometimes. Sometimes, like today, <laughs> when I'm running late because I have a leak in my house and I'm having to get a oh. quote for something to get repaired. Your fancy new house. <laughs> no one ever put the word "fancy" in front of our new house. It's a it's it's a new house, and by new, you mean <laughs> new to us. Your fixer upper. My 1979 new house. So, can, um, you, uh, can we just can you turn down my headphones? A absolutely, bit? I'm really not. excited to be back on the podcast. Is that but better? You're blowing me out of the water. Uh, a little bit more. Is that better? That's great. No, a little bit more. Great. Uh, no, more volume. Oh, more volume. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Right, right there. Right there. That's awesome. All right. Okay, now I'm excited. Now you're excited. Now you're excited. I'm not just being beaten into submission by. So what have you been up to the last few weeks besides skipping out on the Laredo trip I booked with you for like how many years in advance? (laughs) At least a year. At least a year. At least a year in advance. So here's the story, everybody. Just so you all can feel my pain, but yet probably you'll probably all write in and like just side with Father Paul in some ridiculous way like always. So might as well just toss it out here now. But so... I give Father Paul the dates. I actually give multiple priest dates for this mission trip because it is a huge mission trip and not to toot our own horn, but you know, a lot of places after COVID have not gone back to like their mission trips or their things. Like we're one of the only, (laughs) say, oh, like you don't know that. Okay. (laughs) We're one of the only parishes that is like currently, not that it might not come back at other parishes, but really still entering in full tilt mission trip. So we go to Laredo, we go down, excuse me, to the border and we take about a hundred youth down there and just, I think it's the best trip we do all year in youth ministry. Um, It's one of the best things that I think we do all year. Really since Jesus reappearing. Yeah. There's that being raised from the dead. Laredo's great. It's a Laredo's great, great. Laredo's great. So, but it hinges on something. It hinges on something called the priesthood because we <laughs> offer two things that are very important. The sacrament of confession, mm. which we all like know and love. Hopefully we know it. Hopefully we love it. And second is the mass. Now, when we originally went down to Laredo, 
local priests there would kind of organize, like we would organize to get them to say masses, different things like that, which was not even a possibility now because Laredo is still like fairly shut down with COVID, which is yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah. But besides all that, not getting into that politics and all of that, but so we had to bring our own priests to say a daily mass so our kids can gather around the Eucharistic table Beautiful. and be nourished by the Lord. And I had a priest whose job it is to spend time with teenagers so that they can become priests booked for the entire week. And slowly it got chopped off being like, well, probably want to see like Amanda and Jack. Shout out Jack and Amanda. Uh, and, and Will. And Will. You know, I, I want to see them. There's a few days. And there, here's a few more days. And then someone's, and I'm not making light of a death, but someone's affiliation with a priest of someone you promised <laughs> to be at their funeral. And I literally thought you were going to a nun's funeral when you're talking about someone's sister. And I was like, you kept on using the word sister. I was like, oh, like a nun. And then you're like, no, 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 like their brother, sister. I was like, what? And so the last day we had to have a communion service. Because we didn't have a priest there. So go ahead. In the public eye, defend yourself. Defend myself against this ridiculous claim. Um, <laughs> Tell me what part was ridiculous. <laughs> well, just the last part. Everything was true except for the last part. You never have to have a communion service. <laughs> that's <laughs> the part you're going to... That's the that's I, the I just want to take this opportunity to correct something about a communion service. So I think they should be... Very, very rare, really non-existent. Right. So, like, in the case that there's no other priest who could possibly do this, and we feel it's that important to end our week at the table of the Lord and be the last thing that we do going, loading up three buses worth it's of teenagers coming back. It's not they still mass. receive Jesus. Yeah, but I think it... We should have a whole podcast on communion service. And oh, your I would love to. Yeah, we should. <laughs> no, I've got, I've got plenty of hot takes. Oh, I'm services. sure you have and plenty know, of hot takes on communion I know service. all the priests that listen out there are fully on my side. I'm probably on your side. Canon law it's is just, on my side. What do you do the book is when you're left side. abandoned <laughs> in your moment of need? It's like saying to the guy who doesn't eat fish, like that's the only meal he has and he's about to starve. Is he going to eat the fish? That's a terrible analogy. No, that's that's that a perfect analogy. That, that is literally the best analogy I can think of in this moment is, what do you do in that moment where you have no other options? What did you want me to do? Join, do, do hey, let's Go gather in the... parish mass. There was not an option when the buses could leave and no priest would come because all their priests were on vacation. Also, another point of notice... <laughs> no. Priests go on vacation all the time. That's the that's the other point. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I so got nothing. Yeah, I got nothing. Got nothing. But uh, so in my defense, <laughs> um, I went to an elderly friend's funeral and dropped everything to do so. I drove from one side of the state to the yeah, other. yeah, a year long commitment. You Laredo <laughs> to Texarkana. Sacrificially, I wanted to stay in Laredo. I've already uh -huh. been on the record as this uh -huh. is one of my favorite things of the year. So I drove all the way down to Laredo to spend about 30 hours <laughs> there and then drive all the way back. Please tell me you played some golf while you were in town there. 
Uh, no comment. Okay. <laughs> He's done. It was the next day since I was there already. <laughs> <laughs> Just living the life of obedience, chastity, and poverty, right? Or something yeah, like that. Councils. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah. There you go. All right. Let's get into some questions here, folks. We missed y'all. Um, it's been a crazy, well, actually, before we get into questions, just, you know, summers are always tough, but hopefully um, we'll be a little bit more regular. Now that Father Paul's moved into mm-hmm. um, his new residency at uh, St. Monica. I almost said St. Rita's. Okay, St. Monica. Yeah, they, they're neighboring parishes. Neighboring but. parishes. Um, St. Monica's, and I'm actually getting some help hiring people of some jobs that I had to do. Ooh. So high school minister is hired, and uh, you know, hopefully a middle school one soon. So we're able to be a little bit more committed to you all in entering the podcast. into this new season of our we're just, lives. We're just entering into the desert with you. We're just walking side by oh, side, okay. you know, just yeah, all right. living life. So I'll do that. two questions. One is one that I just brought up because we were talking about this and I want your honest opinion on it because it drives me insane. We recently obviously had a child. Y'all know this. Josephine. Great, strong Josephine name. Josephine Stella. Josephine Stella. Amazing. One pet peeve I have when we're talking about names. The names that could go either way. Male or female. So a few few ones. Um, Kelly. I've met male Kellys. I've met female Kellys. Jordan. I've met male Jordans, okay. female Jordans. Now, I associate it with males because one of my best friends is is. Yeah, a Jordan. there's a lot of female Jordans out there. There's a lot of female Jordans. Taylor. Okay. I've met both male and female Taylors. All right. <laughs> you know, I just met a female Elliot. Isn't that interesting? Not as common. Not as common. But How is it spelt? E-L-L-I-O-T. Okay. Or are there two Ts? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Anyway. But like... Why? The names. It's just, as a parent, I'm like, I would avoid that. All costs. No way would give them a name that could go either way. It just, you see the name on paper. There's immediate judgment. There's immediate, <laughs> like, I'm, really I'm looking as, the yeah, here. I'm this looking as teacher, as youth minister, as like all these things, a kid in school, like you're picturing like in your head, like, oh, Jordan, Jordan, guy, guy, guy. And then it's like, uh, Jordan, blah, blah, blah here. You know, it's like, oh, you're a woman. Okay, cool. You know, or what, or what about an application to seminary, right? Like somebody just puts, I'm really diving in here. Yeah, you really yeah, are. You know, I haven't so. run into to that problem yet. You've never had a name that came across with inquiry about like seminary, like um, entering seminary. And you were like, could this be a girl? I don't think so. Oh, man. We need to set that up to happen. I need <laughs> to ahead. set up an anonymous email. Control my vocation's just, just, office. <laughs> just reach out. You know what I mean? Does that not bother you? You're holding this baby in baptism, and I can't help but think that you're not acknowledging all the sacramental graces that are about to take place, but instead you are just being eaten away by the fact that this child is going to live a sad life. <laughs> no, it doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> That's not running through your mind? Not at oh all. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't think I have a problem with it. 
and not to get like all you know whatever, but it didn't really bother me. Not at all. It's just not really on my radar screen. I guess okay. Paul is a pretty. It's just like I hope it's a pretty <laughs> male name. I've never met a female Paul, but like Paul, there's probably female Joey's out there. No, I've seen some Joes, J O. Yeah, yeah. Like in uh uh Little Women. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's never classic. never uh I think we had to read it in it in school. Yeah, it's good. I didn't read it in school, but I listened to it as an audiobook in Rome my last year in Rome. Uh as I was cuz you have to walk everywhere in Rome and so right. there's a lot of just walking time and I just like picture like this was a pretty dark, dark age of your life. You were, you were, you were having to listen to little women while walking (laughs) around Rome. And it's just like, I I really hit rock bottom. I was listening to little women every day. It it was delightful. I mean, it does, Mm -hmm. it does provoke some strong reactions from people. Uh, Whether or not you like the main character and how stuff works. Main character's name is Joe. Um, Great name. A woman. Uh, Doesn't bother you at all. No, I don't think so. All right, fine. Going on to a real question. Renee submitted a question. She says, I have a Christian non-Catholic friend um, that comment that the second second coming of Christ. Leslie, that's another one. Sorry. Are you seriously <laughs> still going on this? Sorry, I just had to. There was a name I couldn't think of. That's it, Leslie. That's the one yeah. you were thinking of? Yeah. yeah. Actually, I had a, a guy named Leslie in my high school. The sonographer up. for like the ultrasounds for at the OBGYN that we go to for mm-hmm. our children. His name of the sonographer is Leslie. Yeah. And the first time they're like, you're going to go see Leslie. Leslie, we walk down the hall. I'm expecting Leslie there. No, I get Leslie, you know? I don't know what it to do just, for you, man. Yeah, it was rough. Okay. So, all right. So, back to your question. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for Renee. I have a Christian non-Catholic friend that comment that the second coming can't come fast enough. They can't wait for Jesus to come and take them to heaven. Is it wrong that I want to live my life and spend my days here on earth that the Lord, that the good Lord has granted me here? I don't desire to have it all end today. Their exclamation of, take me Jesus or may it be soon, always struck me as odd and made me uncomfortable. I was always taught not to wish my days away. I love this question because it really is, it's tough when you think about it, right? Like, yeah, we should be wishing in some ways for the end, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I want to spend my time with Jesus. I don't want to pay my mortgage next month. I don't want to like live with any aches and pains or have heartache or hardships or that. Like, I want to be seeing the beatific vision and living in that. But I get it, right? Like, we only know what we know. And our glimpse of heaven is only really weekly at the mass. <laughs> That's the closest glimpse we get as Catholics. Right? Okay. Yeah. You follow, you tracking yeah. me? No, I'm with you. I'm so with you. I don't think we truly understand why we should desire the end because I think it's really hard for us to like really picture what heaven is going to be like. Yeah, especially if your your kind of dim picture of heaven is that it 
kind of sounds boring. Yeah, I, which wouldn't you say most then you're people's? Like, no, my life is interesting right now. I don't want to go to exactly a like place. I have friends. I go out each night. I have you know I like just sit there and contemplate yeah. all the time. I mean, not to <laughs> mention every parent right now is like, no, dear Lord Jesus, please come back, okay? Because we have these kids running around. <laughs> I don't want to sweep my house for the ninth time. I'll sweep the another another pet peeve. We sweep the kitchen. Nikki and I. It looks great. Fine. One of the children comes and they're dropping their crackers on the ground. And then the next child comes right behind them. Pretty much they're smushing them up with their feet. And then you drop a banana or two on there. And oh, then yeah. some juice. I mean, <laughs> really, butter, literally every day I could be on my hands and knees like Cinderella, just having to <laughs> clean and scrub and do all this. Anyway, I digress. That's why you need marble floors. <laughs> Is that pretty common for youth ministers? In Italy. Okay. In Italy. There we go. So... I get what Renee is saying, though, right? Like, we're used to our life here. We're used to what we're accustomed to. We're taught, appreciate the time you have here, right? You never know how long you'll have. But yet, I do feel some Protestant brothers and sisters do have an excitement for (laughs) Jesus to come back sooner that I don't Mm -hmm. see as much in Catholics. Thoughts on that? Comments on it? Yeah, okay. Uh, I got a lot of thoughts. I'm just kind of trying to work through that last comment with the Protestant Catholic thing. Uh, that's probably fair. Um, so <laughs> let me let me start with the end, which is uh, I think that uh, which which was the end actually? Okay, there's two two main points I want to make. One is we should strive to have the uh, the same mindset that St. Paul does, and I'll tell you what that is in a minute. Um, and even if we're not there yet, that's okay. This is the goal. We're trying to get there. Right. Um, secondly, uh, we should strive to do the will of God in the moment right now, whatever he's asking of us, and not to worry about the future. That's the other thing. Um, and if the will of God for us right now is to just like clean up the crackers that are mushed into the floor <laughs> and to rejoice at that and not to be like, kill me now, Lord. Like <laughs> I didn't this, say this kill me of... <laughs> now. I just said Jesus can return. Well, it's kind of a Jonah thing, right? So at the end I of love the... Jonah. <laughs> I, I, he's Jonah my, is the best. He's my spirit, spirit animal. animal. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the book of Jonah, you know, he's everything's so backwards. Like he doesn't want to preach to the Ninevites. He tries to run away. He almost like sinks that ship and then he just, gets cast overboard or whatever and the whole thing he doesn't he tries to run away from the will of god at every moment Mm -hmm. and god's will is done in spite of his reluctance and that's a big part of the the sort of ironic message of the book of jonah but at the Mm -hmm. end he's like all right i'm just like dang it i don't like the ninevites and somehow even with my lackluster preaching they all converted they're in sackcloth and ashes like they're not going to be destroyed right Kind of pissed about that. <laughs> I love it. So Everything he, about so, that yeah, so resonates in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> and so he goes outside the city and he's sitting there and like, you know, this is plant and he's really happy. Like at least there's a little bit of shade. <laughs> and then like the, the plant tr- dies. dies. <laughs> and then he's like, that's it. I'm done. I'm out of here. Um, it's like getting a new know, home if, if and then a leak. <laughs> so like, so like if our if our longing for the second coming 
um, and for the end of time is just to get away from the inconvenience of whatever the Lord is calling us to right now. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, there's some, it's understandable mm-hmm. and kind of funny um, if you take it in the right way, but it's also like there's some some purification <laughs> of our heart that needs to take place. Um, okay, so this is what St. Paul says. Uh, it's in Philippians chapter 1. I'm going to read just the verse, and then I'll read the whole context because it's good. In chapter 1, verse 23, so you can remember it because it's Philippians 1, 2, 3. Uh, like that? Yeah. Okay. Or uh, get a tattoo of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other episode. I'm really not that into tattoos. I don't think they're forbidden, but I'm just not into it. Like, are You, you think are they're you cool. T- are you talking from the seat of like Peter here? They're not forbidden? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think they're forbidden. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Philippians 1, 2, 3. One, two, three. I am caught between the two. I long to depart this life and to be with Christ, for that mm. is far better. Yet that I remain in the flesh is more necessary for your benefit. That's actually one, two, four as well. So let me read the whole context. Um, Indeed, I shall continue to rejoice. That's such a Philippians thing. Like he's talking about rejoicing all the way through, and this is one of his prison letters. So like he's not on a beach just like, happy <laughs> he's in prison okay <laughs> Sorry, i was gonna fill out all the details of being on a beach but yeah um but he's he's preaching about rejoicing in the midst of whatever whether it's suffering or not indeed i shall continue to rejoice for i know that this will result in deliverance for me through your prayers and support from the spirit of jesus christ my eager expectation and hope is that i shall not be put to shame in any way so he's not looking for suffering but that with all boldness, now as always, Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, life is Christ and death is gain. Mm. If I go on living in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me, not frustrating labor, <laughs> fruitful labor for me. And I do not know which I shall choose. I am caught between the two. I don't know which I shall choose. Like he's, it's kind of like, with an implied, and it's good that I don't have to choose, but that God determines these things. And I just right. have to do what he's calling me to do in the moment. Because I don't know. Um, I don't know which I shall choose. I'm caught between the two. I long to depart this life and to be with Christ, for that is far better. Yet that I remain in the flesh is more necessary for your benefit. And this I know with confidence, that I shall remain and continue in the service of all of you for your progress and joy in the faith, so that your boasting in Christ Jesus may abound on account of me when I come to you again. Hmm. Pretty good, right? Like, that's what I want for myself. Um, I want to long to be with God in heaven. I want to actually believe that Christ's promise of heaven is what the church teaches it is. That it's not some, like, boring eternal picnic um, with relatives that you don't really want to hang out with at the moment. I, I don't know. Yeah. Right? Like, you know. Right. Um, it's not it's not sitting in an empty church <laughs> when you're struggling to focus and being like, well, I guess I have to pray. Like, that's heaven is supposed to be fullness of life, mm-hmm. fully dynamic, alive, joyful, no tears. Like, that's part of it. Yeah, But it's not just absence of suffering, it's fullness of life. It's the best possible thing. 
and all we can imagine is just a dim sort of reflection of it. We can think of all the best things we've experienced here and say, well, I guess it's going to be a, a lot better than that. Yeah. And that's also kind of what St. Paul says. Like he, <laughs> he's so close to God. And at the end of second Corinthians, he talks about being caught up into this like vision of heaven. Um, but then he'll, he'll go on and, and say like, well, it's actually not St. Paul. <laughs> We, uh, I, I always think that this verse is St. Paul, but it's from the Gospel of John. Okay, whatever. Um, John. We, we see in the glass dimly. <laughs> that one. John. No, that is St. Paul. It is St. Paul. It's 1 Corinthians. Um, oh, my gosh. It's for, I, we're, we're a real professional podcast yeah, I, here, everybody. I have a degree in Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I have a degree. No. Wel- welcome to my mind. I have a, a series of things that I have to affirm and then negate before I get to the right answer. But... Um, what I want to press down on is the issue at hand. The issue at hand is actually not wanting Jesus to come back or not. The issue at hand is our, our like minute, like in our brain is so small in regards to what we think of heaven. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm drilling. That's what I got from what you just shared and really drilling down. on. Yeah. And I know if we're not, if we're not saying with St. Paul, I long to be with Christ in heaven for that is far better Then it's probably because our vision of our view of heaven isn't big enough. So that's something that's kind of good to, I think, address for a moment here, because how do we do that? You, you know, you're excited, like you're a Cowboys fan and you're excited. You're like, I want to go to AT&T stadium because I've, I've heard how big the screen is and I hear how exciting the game is and this and that. <laughs> nothing you have, about the team. You, <laughs> nothing about the team, but you, you, you know what I mean? TV. Or like when we got to go to the World Series, we were like, we love sports, we love baseball, we love this. You know, we've seen World Series on the TV and in images and newspapers and things like that. Like it is a lived experience that we get to experience the reality of. Mm -hmm. And so how do you do that for something that like we can't just like test the waters and be like, hey, can I get a peak of heaven, God, and then... You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, like how question. do we encourage our people to say, well, yeah, I do think they don't desire it all the time and saying, come Lord Jesus now, because they're like, yeah, my Tesla and my really nice house and all these things, like I can see, I can experience, I like it's tangibly here and you're telling me I'm going to get to spend time with God, you know, like, so. Yeah, Teslas are pretty cool. I, if I, if I had any amount of money. I would drive a Tesla. It's like an iPad with wheels. <laughs> <laughs> okay, somebody asked this. If Apple made a car, would you try to buy it? For sure. It would be so overpriced. Yeah, I would, but There's no like, way. okay, do you own uh do you own an iPhone? Yes. Do you own a iPad? Yeah. <laughs> do, do you own uh well, you own an iPad instead of a Mac computer. Or do you yeah. own a Mac? I have an old Mac. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, if they made a car, you're going to buy it. I'm I know. The, it. I'm in the ecosystem. What I have to do. I watch. I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a gift. Uh-huh. Okay, go uh, ahead. So, we digress. Uh, yeah, I would have to wait for it to become socially acceptable for me to own that and not be at the, you know, first in line. I didn't. Yeah. Uh, but, 
but eventually once it was standard issue then I there could, you go i could get in um what are we talking about how do we get how our people to, to how do we get our God? people to like understand and appreciate the reality of what they desire to go to like in a place like heaven that they yeah. can't go visit okay so um i think first it's not about the place heaven is a relationship uh with god like it's in the relationship the friendship with him that we become fully alive that's what heaven is and after this life after we have been purified and sanctified fully then we can give ourselves and receive the love of god fully um and we will be perfectly alive in that and then with the resurrection of the body um then we'll also be physically in a place fully alive mm-hmm. um like the resurrection of the body is a really important part of it. And sometimes, especially in the West, um, we can focus more on the soul. Um, and maybe that adds to this like vagueness sort of like disembodied mm-hmm. thing. Um, but it's from the relationship and that relationship is accessible to us. I said the word weird accessible to us even now. Um, and so if you want to know what heaven is like, mm-hmm. give more of your life to God. Um, here on earth here on earth right now like follow jesus as his disciple with more of your heart um don't just sprinkle god into your life once a week um like actually give him your whole heart and it doesn't mean that you have to go and be a priest to do that although like if you're a young man uh who is um discerning priesthood like come talk to me right um <laughs> maybe on a mission trip or something. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> something like yeah that. maybe in the 30 hours that I'm present yeah, 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 on yeah. the mission trip. Um but like that's God's call for all of us wherever we are in whatever vocation we're in. Like it's for him to be present as lord of our life completely. That's what makes us fully alive, fully free, fully joyful. That's how we experience the joys of heaven and that's how we start longing to be with him all the time mm-hmm. in that way in heaven. Yeah. Like that's, that's what it is. And, and like, I don't know. It, it's easy. <laughs> it's really, really easy. Um, it requires a lot of sacrifice on our part. Like that's where the, the sort of, um, no rich person can ever enter heaven. Like the spiritual sense of that, uh, Right after Jesus says that, then he goes on to talk about it's harder for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. and Than a rich man to get into yeah, heaven. Um, to enter the kingdom of God. Like, it's not, it's not about what possessions you have. It's the hold that they have on your heart. Mm. And just as if, if you go with the interpretation of the eye of the needle, of it being like this, this particular rock formation that... Um, to get through it, a camel that's saddled fully with like a whole bunch of bags and stuff, like like you wouldn't be able to get through it. You have to take all the stuff off and it has to kind of sort of crouch down to get mm-hmm. through. Like what whether or not that's that's like the historical image there, and it could be. I just can't remember uh, how um, reliable that image is. But but whether or not that's the interpretation, that is a 
really important spiritual interpretation for us of what it looks like to enter the kingdom of God. Like we'll have to give up everything. Um, yeah. To buy that pearl of great price. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also, it's so easy. Yeah. Like it's right there. We don't have to journey far for it. We don't have to wait. Right. It's right there. But it seems a little bit like you're talking about a two-edged sword in the sense that you have one side where people are saying, I really don't want to leave this earth because I have comfort here. But then you also have another side that just says like, well, I don't want to experience, I don't want to experience the messed up world we live in and the suffering and this. So just come, come back, Lord Jesus, right? And I think there's an aspect of meet me in the middle, right? Like of, of being like, I think we can definitely enjoy the things we have here and, and, and be part of that, but also enter into the redemptive suffering and the opportunity, like you talked about with Jonah of like what God is putting before us to like do right here. How are we helping build the kingdom right with our time on this earth? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it all comes down to uh, doing the will of God in the moment. Um, what is God calling? How can I glorify God right now? Like that's not always going to be um, something that like that hurts sacrificially. Sometimes glorifying God is being with my family and mm-hmm. being attentive to them. And okay, there's a certain sacrifice there in that. Like if I'm tired or whatever, I have to, I have to like die that death to self to yeah. to say yes to them. To um, clean up the crackers. Yeah, clean up the crackers. Um, but it's, but like that's if that's the will of God for you at that moment, then like that's yeah. where you're going to be fully alive. That's where God is. And if it feels like a cross, then, well, Jesus says, whoever would be my disciple, go take up your cross and then come follow me. Whoever would save his life must lose it. Um, like that's all there, but there's, there's an immense joy and freedom in doing that. Yeah. Uh, it's so yeah. Escapism looking to the kingdom of God in order to escape the troubles. Like that's not really how it works. Yeah. Um, understandable, but purification of heart there. Uh, we can't run from the cross, which you have people like Uh, that. I, I feel like nowadays, especially with like politics and how divisive our world is being like, what? Only thing we have left is Jesus to come, you know, like, I don't know why I turned into just somebody like from West Virginia and (laughs) like deep voice here, but, but you know what I mean? Like I do feel since like 2020 COVID, like isolation, like divisiveness in our world, like it has turned into a lot of people being like, oh, I don't know, just pray for Jesus to come and all of this. I'm like, well, he's already won the victory. Yeah, he's already, and he wants us to be, to be what? Salt, um, and to be light and to be leaven, um, Mm -hmm. in the midst of the world. Like our mission is not to retreat. Um, our mission is to, to be transformed by him and then to bear that light Mm -hmm. wherever we go. And so actually have an impact on the world around us, um, know what I hear there. The only way you can bear that light is if you have an easily understood name. <laughs> Another name, Jesse. Clarity. Jesse goes both ways. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll I've met girl. Je- yeah. I was yeah like, well, no, that's a, that's I've, really I've met girl Jesse's guy Jesse's. Now this next name 
is traditionally a male name, but more I've I've met more and more teens, female teens with this name that go by Chris. Yep. <laughs> yep. See what I'm That's saying here? I mean, I guess. We just I we don't really have a problem. We with have that. to we got to stick the rod in the ground. We've got to we've got to make a stance here. I'm trying to think. We are a like, people of salt and light and and leaven. I'm trying to think of saint counter examples. Yeah. What do you got? I don't know. I've got the Roman canon stuck in my head. <laughs> so I'm I'm going through a li- that list of popes in the Roman canon. Linus, Cletus, Clement VI, Cornelius. Right. Uh, Cyprian, Lawrence, Chrysogonus, John, Paul, Cosmos, and Damien, and all the saints. Maybe there's like, I don't know, Damien? <laughs> You've met a female Damien? No, I'm just saying it's more than Cletus. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Well, guys, we're happy to be back. I'm really happy to be back. <laughs> this is a, this was a good one. So send those questions. They don't even have to be about faith. We'd be happy to talk about baby names and why you should name your child one way or another or anything like that. How about a little like sports? How about a little sports? sports? We're about to start. Hey, football season kicked off last night. Football. Hall of Fame game. What a terrible game. But, hey, it's back. So it's almost baseball playoff time. So on behalf of uh, Joey Scancella, Father Paul Bechter, we want to say take care. God bless.